welcome to Conversations About Life. Welcome to Conversations About Life. <laughs> so Can you beautiful. do that again? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> welcome to Conversations About Life. Um, this is not Will Jackson. This is his daughter, Ellie Jackson Polky. Um, Dad has been telling me for a while that I can borrow his podcast equipment and record an episode sometime when he's not even there. I'm like, that sounds lovely. I would, I would love to have my own, my own podcast episodes. Um, and then I never got around to it. So here we are. Here first. (laughs) So, um, I can intro you. This is Emily Buckle. Say hi. Hi. Um, how long have we known each other? You were 15. How old are you? 23. You're 23. Yeah. <gasps> wow. So, what is that? so eight, eight, eight years. years. Wow. Yeah, eight Did we years. Maths, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. So eight years. Yeah, eight years ago, uh, neither of us were married. Yep. Um, so since then, you got married first, even though you're younger, and you had three beautiful children, and you had three before I had one. And now yeah. I'm pregnant with number two as we're recording this episode. Actually, I need to make sure before right. this episode is posted that I like make some kind of announcement <laughs> or it can be a test to see like who actually listens, right. you know, surprise. So, um, uh, I know, but just for our audience list, your, the names of your kids real quick and their ages. So John is going to be five in September, and Evelyn will be four in December, and Joshua will be three in, oh man, I'm blanking, wow, February. that's pretty bad. Yeah, that is terrible. <laughs> well, I always forget, because he was supposed to be born in April, and so I oh, always... Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he was April a preemie. would be right, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I always, like, almost say April, right, and then right, yeah. forget. Makes sense. Yeah. So February. It'll be three in February. So yeah. So I have one, Everly, and she'll be two in September. And then this one's due late February. Who knows? Oh yeah, that would be February. I haven't actually been for my first appointment yet. Very early on. So hmm. What what well, let's see. What was your view of motherhood before you had children? Oh, man, you're asking the tough questions. <laughs> if ever I ask questions you don't want to answer, we don't have to, like, I answer them. like, uh, pass. <laughs> no. I'm going to ask you some What was my answers. view of motherhood yeah. before motherhood? Um, and how much of it, like, where did you get that view? Did you get from home? Did you get from church? Um, yeah. That's a good question. Um, I think I had this idea that it was going to be... Um, a lot easier than it has been. <laughs> um, that makes two of us. Just for the record, babysitting is not the same <laughs> as, okay, uh, you, as having your own. Remember when you used to babysit and the kids were so well behaved oh, and then their parents would come and they would throw fits and I was like, I can parent better than their own parents. <laughs> and yes. then I watch my children do this. Like they get uh, to their parents into their safe space and just like melt. <laughs> right. Yes. I feel so bad for how many times I judged parents. Yeah. I remember babysitting for people with like six, seven kids, some of them, Mm -hmm. you know, twins or whatever. And 
it was a breeze. Like they loved yeah, me. They, yeah. you know, listened to me. I barely ever had to discipline. Like it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had my own. <laughs> and that was a whole, um, yeah, just a whole different story. It's yeah. a lot, um, it's a lot more than, uh, I was expecting as far as just the constant nature of it. Uh-huh. Um, So I think that was, yeah, I mean, I just, I didn't really have a good grip on what it was going to be like at all. And honestly, Mm -hmm. I don't really think I had a whole lot of expectations other than that it was going to be easy. Then you were going to enjoy it. Right, and that it was just going to be this, like, Um, I I would acknowledge that it was going to be hard, that there were going to be things that were hard about it, but... um, there was no way of knowing what that was going to look like because yeah, I hadn't yeah. had any experience. Yeah. You know, the experience that I had was like babysitting and, you know, things like that. And it, like we just said, it's not the same. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you yeah. need to get that. <laughs> we can pause. <laughs> oh, you can pause. <laughs> okay. We're back. <laughs> Interrupted for a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of children. So for people who don't know, you got married when you were 17. Yes. And how soon did you get pregnant? Uh, so we, (laughs) we got married when I was, what, two months before I turned 18 and I was pregnant on my 18th birthday. So I got pregnant within like a month or so after, um, which was intentional. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would have been like a month along at my birthday. Cause I remember, (laughs) I remember making a um carrot cake with cream cheese frosting i was like so proud of it It was homemade like everything was homemade and i love that kind of cake and we got to the the, like i had made it the day before and i think i took it to my parents house or something but i could not eat it like i could not eat it it was so gross like i couldn't even look at it because i was just and i wasn't like over like I was never super sick when I was pregnant, but just the yeah. thought of food and yeah. oh, sweets. Oh, I couldn't even eat my own birthday cake. Oh, it was so, so sad. sad. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, pregnant right after we got married. Yeah. Yeah. And you had a pretty pleasant pregnancy. Yeah. You? Yeah. Always looking I, back. <laughs> looking right, back is yeah. always easier than going through it. I'm going through it again right now. I do not remember being this tired. I do not remember being this tired. I didn't have a baby to take care of, but I had a job. True. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I have heard that from so many moms when they have like their second and third, uh-huh. you know, just that they are so tired. I've heard that a yeah. lot. And usually people are like, uh-huh. oh, well, it's just because I already have one. I don't know if that's I don't know I also didn't struggle with insomnia with Everly true and this is the first so I don't know it has but it's it hasn't even been that bad the past couple nights I still are anyway whatever hormones are weird having (laughs) having John Cyrus what was that experience it was amazing like yeah I mean the whole like (laughs) I look back I feel like, okay, so every time I say that it was amazing, everybody that was with me when yeah. I delivered him well, laughs and there, rolls their eyes. I was right there afterward, yes. right? The morning after. And uh, I just remember you telling me, it hurts so oh. bad. It hurts so bad, Ellie. It was so bad. <laughs> so it did. It you hurt, like you know, it was labor. Right. I hate this. <laughs> it was, it, so... When I look back on it, 
it's much easier to remember the good yeah. parts of it. Obviously, Which, it was thank God. <laughs> right. It was it was long. It was 26 uh-huh. hours. Um and it was intense. I mean, yeah. I had been I think it was around like I don't know, 9 in the morning and they thought that I was in transition, like I was having consistent right. um contractions like really really um, right. heavy ones and I did not have him until nine that night. So <laughs> that just gives, just gives everyone, <laughs> right. That just gives everyone a little bit of a, um, idea of just how like difficult it was, but I felt so cared for. Like I felt everybody just yeah, took such yeah. great care of me and it was difficult. It was labor. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, there was a lot about it that was rough and difficult, yeah. but, um, yeah, I think it was great. And yeah. then with the second, with Evelyn, I um, it, I think knowing what I was getting myself into mm-hmm. made it more difficult. So I had a lot more okay. anxiety yeah. with my second um, delivery because I, I knew what was <laughs> what was going to go down, yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And so it was a lot more difficult right. for sure. And it was very, it was much quicker, um, too, but. Okay. So before and after labor, like, um, how did you think you were could connect with your baby and how did you just automatically connect or bond with your baby or did you? I did not. With John? Um, well with John, with John, I did more, um, but I had times of struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but John was the one that I felt the most close to when I had him. Yeah. Evelyn and Joshua, I, I still remember with both of them saying to ver- various people, I don't feel anything. Like, I just, yeah. I don't feel yeah. like well, you there's you hear about that, any... like, mother's love. That right. will do anything for their Exactly. Child. Yeah. Like, I didn't really feel... Like, I knew that I loved them, and mm-hmm. I knew that I was mm-hmm. supposed to care for them, and, to, you know, obviously all of mm-hmm. that, but there was definitely a lack of connection, mm-hmm. um, which I always felt like it was normal. Um, I don't know if that's normal. <laughs> I don't know what is normal as far as that goes. I think a goes. lot of women have experienced that and feel guilty talking about it, because you never want to say that you don't love your baby with absolutely every right. atom of your body. Right. Like, um, but I remember being times where I was like, I I love this baby, but I do not want it here right now. Yes. Like, I just want to get away from this baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just, it makes you feel like a terrible mother. Like, mm-hmm. like Yeah. Yeah. Because you do have, that is one of those ideas or expectations that you have going into it. Oh, it's going to be this, you know, and I don't know if we get that from movies or books or, you know, just people around us, you yeah, know, this yeah. idea that you're going to have this baby and you're going to have it placed on your chest and it's going to be like this glorious. And honestly, sometimes you do have that feeling when they're placed on your chest. And then three weeks later when, you know, hormones are wonky and you're, you know, just dealing with a lot, all of a sudden it hits you. But I mean, I had with probably all of them and I'm sure this was hormones, you know, Mm -hmm. fluctuating Mm -hmm. and going crazy, but I would lay on the floor and cry. I mean, just, I remember, especially after John, I remember Alan being, you know, worried about it because he's like, 
you have what you wanted. Like, what is going on? (laughs) It's like, I I know. Yes. And I'm just curled up on the floor, bawling my eyes out, you know, just all the time. And, and he was like, you know, just horrified. Like, what is going on? And, um, yeah. So I think there are, as far as like expectations and things, going into, you know, labor and then the uh, the weeks after there's just so much expectation of this blissful, beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, happy little family when in reality there's, you know, all kinds of issues, you know, just mm-hmm. um getting used to what your baby needs and you know, every baby is different and and just um yeah, there's just a lot that you don't expect. Do you think part of the, like the difficult transition is just your life not even being focused on you anymore? Hmm. When you get married, there's a bit of a transition that you share your life with somebody, but right. they give you attention <laughs> yeah. and focus on you at least some, and you focus on them, and it's lovely. When I had a kid, it was like this is this is my life now, you know. Right. That was yeah. At least some of my thoughts, some of my transition. I think so, and I think that was part of why I started feeling more close to them the older they would get. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it was just mm-hmm. three, four months old, they were becoming real. You know, mm-hmm. not that they yeah, weren't before, yeah. but they were giving me something. Yeah, you know, and that sounds yeah. selfish, but I don't think that it's wrong to feel that way. Like I huh. think, I think <laughs> some reward. Yeah. yeah, and I think that. Um, there's just, yeah, as they get older, they're smiling and they, they, you know, know who you are. You can see that they see you and they know, you know, that, that you are their mom, you know, you're not just, and they know that before, but there's no visual recognition. Like you can't see that. Um, Uh so yeah. And yeah, I think that that's probably a good point. I think that, yeah, I don't know. So I want to know the difference between, um, I don't know if I should say how I thought you, well, before I say this, <laughs> if there is anything you like rock at, it's being a mom. I admire you so much for the way that you, um, not the way that you even pretend to be perfect or are perfect, but just like this genuine honest way that you try to connect with your children and communicate with them and have like a genuine Mm -hmm. relationship with them and um focus your discipline on like building off of that foundation of like this relationship with your kids I want to know how that developed when that developed if that was something um well yeah I I guess I want to know more about about that side of of parenting yeah um on that note, let me go check on Evelyn again real All quick. Right. We're back. Hi, we're back. <laughs> um, so I don't think that there was a specific time that I developed the kind of ideas and style that I've um, kind of settled on right mm-hmm. now. Um, there were a lot of resources um, just on the internet and Mm -hmm. books that I started reading, um, that really helped me see that my children were people. Um, Mm -hmm. I think is the best way to say that, um, that they were people with feelings and, um, personalities and their own set of issues and things that they, that are very specific to them. 
Um, and I just was very unhappy with the way that I felt um, I had kind of been taught to raise my kids. Mm -hmm. um, Can you tell me how you were quote unquote taught? Right. I don't know if we were ever like explicitly told, here's how you parent right. your kids, but <clears throat> just the idea of how you ought to parent your kids before you had any. I think that in my circles, in my family um, and friends and people that I grew up around and things like that, it was just, um, I think just this idea that, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it, that um, kid, the, the idea I got was obedience at any cost. Yes, and that, and that kids can learn to do anything out of obedience, which they can, or I don't even know if that's the right way to say it. Basically, that you can get your kid to do whatever you want, mm -hmm. which is true, but I have learned that it's not necessarily just about what I want them to do or okay. what I want them to, a, a way that I want them to be or whatever. Um, but I'm not huh. even getting that across quite right either. Um, but I think a, a big idea that I felt kind of surrounded by was that kids were out to get you, so to speak. That they yeah. were always... Always rebellious. Every time. Yeah. yeah, very yeah. rebellious, very... Um, yeah, just <laughs> rotten. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, really is is the best way to say it. And... I have learned that kids um, kids are not necessarily just out there to you know be disobedient just to get right. your goat kind of thing. Okay, you one know? way I've heard it stated, I think even on the podcast, was um, instead of looking at it as your children out to get you, or mm -hmm. no, um, giving you trouble, instead of saying my kid is giving me trouble saying my kid is having, having trouble. trouble yes right so it's not not necessarily an attack against you it's just them struggling themselves right and and yeah I think that it was just always that oh well they're struggling because of sin you know mm -hmm. it's because of their sin nature Which, and there is sure. there's there's <laughs> something there yeah, to yeah. be said but mm -hmm. there's also times where they just struggle. You know, there are mm -hmm. things that they are learning right. that they don't know. You know, I think a lot of parents expect their kids to just know these things, you know, know mm -hmm. how to handle their emotions, know how to react when they get angry, know how to share mm -hmm. their toys, know how to, you know, all of that. And yeah. so I think, um, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before, but I think one of the, the, resources that I found the, the best was the um, um, two moms online who mm -hmm. started Big Little Feelings. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just the concept that these kids are just little people with mm -hmm. big feelings that just need guidance. Mm -hmm. um, and I like that too. Like I've, I've tried to start doing more guiding of my kids versus... Um, I don't even know what to say with that. Like, so can you give me an example maybe of how you may have, um, disciplined when you first started and how that would look differently now? Yeah. Um, a whole lot of yelling and spanking. 
<laughs> was the, was at right. the start. There was no, let's figure this out together. It was, I said to do this, do it. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you do it? <laughs> you know, and instead of actually getting down on their level and um, saying, you know, this is why I want you to do it. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, I, I think I felt like I never should tell them why they should just right. do it. Right. Like why, yeah, why are yeah. they just not doing it? You know, I, here I am expecting two year old John to just do <laughs> what right, I'm asking. Right. And, um, you know, and then also just demanding less of my kids too. Mm-hmm. Like I used to just, I feel like demand a lot of them. And it's not that I don't expect things mm-hmm. now, but it's, I feel like I've switched the way that I um, present it to them. Mm -hmm. Um, So instead of, you know, go put your clothes on right now, Mm -hmm. it's, hey, you know, I picked out two shirts last night. Go decide which one you want. You get to Mm -hmm. choose, you know, stuff like that. Like just so there's a lot more I'm viewing my kids not perfectly um, of course, but I'm viewing it more as a partnership with them. A, yeah, like, that's a really good way to put it. You know, doing teamwork. We're right, in this yeah. together. You know, it's not me just do this, do this, do this. Right. It's let's do this together. Let's do, right. you know, I feel like it's just become, I feel like I've become less of a angry boss <laughs> type yeah. thing, you know, and more of a, let's figure this all out together. Like this is hard, you know, and there are times, you know, this where I, you know, I say you're having really big feelings. I do too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like this, this happens. I get angry too. I'm sorry. I yelled at you. You know, I, I have, (laughs) you know, and, and it's not perfect, you know, but there's just been, there's been a definite switch, I think, in the way that I do things. When I watch you parents, it's gone from, standing up here and telling you what to do to mm-hmm. kneeling and you literally kneel and right. talk, talk with your children instead of just talking at them. Um, just a few weeks ago, uh, John oh, no. Cyrus Renson goes, there are deer in the backyard. He goes, they're really, they're really there, mom. And so we went back there. There's a little tiny fawn trapped in the backyard. So little, so young, like gotta be less than a couple mm-hmm. days old, maybe a day old. And, um, the mom was right there on the other side of the fence. So you just lifted the fawn over and they scampered off. It was beautiful. And John was so sad. And he really he's like, was. I miss the baby deer. <laughs> I fell for him so much. Uh-huh. On, one, on one hand, there's my adult brain being like, come on, second. Right. It's just a deer, whatever. But I also know at that age, I would have been heartbroken Mm -hmm. to see that little deer go. Even if I knew that we did the right thing. Right. That's so sad to like watch it go. Yeah. could have like played with the deer or whatever, even if we know it's not right. Yeah. And I I think, and you were so like compassionate and just held them. We're like, yeah, it was sad, but that baby deer was so frightened. Like so frightened. And I think, I mean, it's never done perfectly. You know that I I Mm -hmm. still have, you know all kinds of struggles, but I think something that I read that just really helped was, you know, how would you feel if your spouse came home and you said, 
I've had a horrible day. Like the kids were rough all day and they were fighting and I just, you know, I broke a bowl and I did, you know, all this stuff. And they were just like, get over it. Like, what is, what <laughs> right, is wrong right. with you? Yeah, that wasn't yeah. that big of a deal. And we say that to our kids. We yes, do that. Yeah. We're like, no, it's fine. Right. It's right. We say, get over it. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I, I try not to these days, but like, I can't tell you how many times I, oh I just said, get over it. Yes. And like, okay, what is wrong with you? Kid, I find myself saying over and over, you're fine. It's yes. okay. You are fine. And in one way I can see it being comforting, but sometimes it's like, I seriously just want her to stop crying. <laughs> you're fine. Stop. <laughs> yes. But yeah. their world is so small. Right. Like to, the, to them, something very small, like we saw a baby deer and had to let it go. Right. It's huge. Like that's a he, huge part yes. of his day. He kept talking about that baby deer. That's right. really big to him. And the more he experiences, of course, his, his world is right. going to kind of grow smaller. But that's what maturity is. Right. You can't expect a four-year-old and to And truthfully, mature. I was kind of bummed about the deer. <laughs> You know, like I wanted to play with it too. I was holding a baby deer. Like I, that's never it happened. So, I did not realize how small it was till you picked yeah. it up. Like, yeah, oh I mean, gosh, so I get it. So I kind of wanted to keep it too, like you know. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's a, a big thing that I found is that we have the same feelings. Yeah. They might be about yeah. different things, but and and I've said this a million times. But how am I supposed to expect my four-year-old to know how to handle his sadness when... I struggle with that. Exactly. Like, like adults are struggling with that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think our just... I think parents as a whole... (laughs) This will probably come back to bite me. I think parents need to lower their expectations. Not in the sense of just don't expect your kids to, you know, do anything, but... Stop expecting your kids to know how to act. Hmm. They're 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 fresh. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know yeah. they're new to this. Yeah. If we, you know, as you know, me as a parent at 23 years old, if I still haven't figured out the world and how right, yeah. people are and how my yeah. own feelings are and my own self, I cannot expect that. <laughs> and that, that doesn't mean you don't correct them or help right. them. But you can't be angry. Right. Exactly. You can't be frustrated. Like why don't you get? Yeah. Or if what I what I would like to um, step back a little bit, though, mm-hmm. is say it is OK if you're frustrated with your kid. It's how just like it's OK if they're frustrated because someone hit them or whatever, mm-hmm. or if they're frustrated for a seemingly silly reason. We can be mm-hmm. frustrated at our kids, but it's how we handle it. You know, mm-hmm. obviously yelling at your kids is not appropriate, but saying to your kids, I'm frustrated at you right now. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done that. I have said, yeah. I'm frustrated with you and I need That's to go, to hear, you know, I, I need recently, to go sit thing in my I bed. Really recently was when you whine like that and there's a specific whine she has that she's not allowed to do. I mm-hmm. told her when you whine like that, mama feels very angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. I was yeah. just trying to communicate with her like how angry I yes. get when she talks like yeah. that. And I know there's a lot of people that will say, well, you know, your kid shouldn't be responsible for your feelings. And I agree with that, but yeah. there's nothing yeah. wrong with saying, in, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with saying what you're doing is going to cause me, other people mm-hmm. to, you know, struggle. Please right. do whatever right. you can yeah. to stop. You know, I've said to John a lot of times, or, you know, even Evelyn, your crying is 
hurting my ears. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't want to hear it right now. If you need to still be sad, that's fine. But I need you to go do Mm -hmm. it somewhere else, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I feel like that works for us. You know, Mm -hmm. it might not for someone else, but there comes a point when (laughs) they kind (laughs) of need to be quiet. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah. But I guess we got to take care of ourselves too. Right. Yes. So when I was pregnant with Everly, I read Brain Rules for Baby, which was such a good book. I don't think I've heard of that one. You should read it. It's good. Um, It's talking ages uh, zero for five years. And um, something they said, well, they talked a lot about empathy and mm-hmm. how important empathy is. And when they were talking about how to predict success for your child, it was not how smart they are, when they walk, how much words they can say. It was, do they have friends and do they show empathy? Literally from a very young oh, age, wow. like before they're four, um, if they have friends and know how to play and they have empathy for other people, that's a huge mark of success in business and family and just in all areas of their life that's a huge mark for success huh. so um i yeah i have a little success. what was it called again brain rules for baby that's right um, yeah you i have a- been <laughs> i i have told everly different ways that i feel when she was very young before she could talk mm-hmm. i helped her sign different emotions mm-hmm. and we had a little song for it and there will be times where she's sad and she will still use hand motions mm-hmm. you know sign language to tell me she's sad and uh well since i've been pregnant i've been so tired i've been so tired i was getting her from a nap the other day and she saw me and goes mama sad oh. and she had just perfect inflection in her voice to ask a question i was so impressed and uh, i was like no mama's just you know very very sleepy 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 and she kind of giggled but that's the first she's ever yeah. shown like, awareness oh, I love that. of someone else's feelings. Especially like mine. It felt so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that was really cool. Yeah. I love that. I, I think that it's amazing that you can see that in a child that isn't even two. You know? Two, yeah. Like, I mean, I know and adults so, who don't even so have that. I get, I get discouraged when I'm just like, I don't know what to do with this kid. Mm-hmm. Like, there are times where she's crying and I cannot find a reason. She's just throwing a fit. I cannot find a reason. I guess that's what toddlers do. But sometimes <laughs> I do it. <laughs> uh, sometimes Alan's like, what is wrong with you? Uh, I don't know. I anyway, it was so cool to see, like, ah, some some of it is paying off, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. And you'll start seeing more of that, too, which, I mean, that is one of the things that I love about my kids getting older is that it's just – you're just getting more and more time to be teaching them that and then to see it, you know, actually, I don't know, be out there and visible for not just you to see, but other people too. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a huge thing too. You will find that it's just so nice when people like your kids, (laughs) like it's so nice when your kids Uh go places and people enjoy being around them, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's just, it's so, I want to ask you, Jordan Peterson's parenting advice. We like Jordan Peterson. I love Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says in chapter five of his 12 Rules for Life book, he says, don't let your children do things that make you dislike them. Yes. What do you think? I think that's genius. But my kids do things that make me not like them <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I'm 
serious. My kids still, as much as I love them, as much as we have grown in our journey together, um, I haven't mastered that. <laughs> I haven't. It's just, I think there's sometimes it's a good gauge for, should I let them do this or correct them? Right. Um, I know for Everly, I planned on waiting until she was about like two to take away her pacifier. So mm-hmm. that's, that seems like a reasonable age. And I definitely didn't want to do it when she was one. Like mm-hmm. She was just so attached to him. And recently, like the past few weeks, there have been times where we're at church, we're at family's house or something, and she's just sucking that pacifier. She's not smiling. She's not engaging with yes. anybody. And if I pull it out, oh, there's her smile. Like there's, yeah. you know, and she'll start engaging or if we just happen to forget it, you know. Right. She's like actually talking and running around where if she's not, she's just sitting there with a pacifier. Wow. I start getting so frustrated with her. I was like, if I don't like you when you have that pacifier, <laughs> then like I love her. Right. But I don't enjoy right. her. Maybe if, if I don't enjoy her, <laughs> that's a better way to say it, yeah. then why are, why should I expect anybody else to enjoy you? Um, and so we left the pacifiers in the crib for the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I've been saying the pacifiers are only for the crib and it's, it's now to a point where we get up in the morning and she throws it in the in the crib and she's happy and That's she's awesome. and then nap times comes and she's so happy to go to sleep because she gets her pacifier. It's amazing. She's like she's trying to climb into bed herself. It's awesome. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I feel like that was because yeah. when I was wondering, should I wait to take away her pacifier? Should I let her keep it longer? She's not even two yet. Right. It's like I I personally am just being frustrated with her not not showing right. emotion, not responding when she just has that pacifier. So yeah, anyway, that was, yeah. I think that the whole, that rule is genius. I think that it's difficult to mm-hmm. master. Um, and also like, cause in that chapter is where he talks about, um, I think he talks about this example of a kid on in an airport or something like that, either right. in an airport or in yeah. an actual plane. And he talks about how, you know, he was just running around screaming and causing everybody mm-hmm. frustration around him. I feel and like he was just screaming yes. at regular intervals. Right. You know, <laughs> not either, out of control. He was right. just screaming. <laughs> you know, I don't know if he was angry or just uh-huh. being, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. but it was causing distress to everyone around him. Um, and I feel like, like, I feel like we're at a point right now where my kids, um, are likable with other people, but naturally when they are home is where a lot of that, um, (laughs) disciplining and everything comes into play and, and guidance and stuff. And so there's definitely a lot of times where I personally struggle to Mm -hmm. like them or their behavior or whatever, but I feel like we're headed in the right direction, given mm-hmm. the fact that I've, you know, this sounds like I'm bragging. <laughs> I hate that. Um, but Your we've had a lot amazing. of people you say that they're enjoyable. You yes, know, I, I, they are. I've had, I like your kids. Yes. Like, I and really I love that. Your like, I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> because the kind of kids I want my kids to be. Yes. Around. And I've had so many people who have flat out said, listen, I don't like kids and like <laughs> your kids are enjoyable to be around. Right. Like they talk. Okay. And, and it's they're... worth mentioning that to, I think some people will object saying, well, it's not your job to make sure that people like your kids. It's not for other people's sake. It's right. for the sake of my child. Yeah. Imagine my child walks into a room and people groan and people try try to get away. Or 
imagine how terrible that is right. to be that child and not know better to have that training. And it's not that kid's fault. It's their yes. parents' fault. Now yeah. imagine the kid walks into the room and people are glad to have it there. Like that's, it's so, it, yeah, that's it, such it's a great. And it, it feels like super validating to, um, just as the parent, you know, it, yeah, it, it's, yeah. So it, I feel like it's just beneficial to everyone, you know, to yes. have. And those parents, Jordan Peterson points out that adults will impart wisdom to your child if they enjoy spending time with them. And that is one of the best things for your yes. child's development is yeah. to learn from adults. And yeah, and from adults that are not their parents. I, mm-hmm. I feel very, <laughs> seriously, I feel yeah. very strongly about that. Like, I mm. think that... Um, you know, I want my kids to be learning from, you know, the grandpa at the rec center or my brother or, you know, whoever, like I, I just want, I want them to be getting anyone like that for you where it was like a, an adult took special interest in your life or you felt like they really saw you. I don't remember that, but I was very, um, I was kind of the person doing that for everyone else. Um, I think growing up, you know, just with the way um, that a lot of things took place in my life, Mm -hmm. I always felt like I was kind of the one making sure that everyone else felt cared for and like invested in. Um, But I know that a lot of people, you know, do have that where they're just like, man, you know, so-and-so when I was growing up just really put in so much time and effort into... Even if it wasn't a lot of time, just like attention. Yes. This is like totally not even regarding parenting, but there was a fellow who visited our church once. He spent one day with our family and I was little, I was less than 10. Um, And I just remember the attention he gave to us kids and how he played with us and how cool I thought he was Mm -hmm. and that like he seemed to listen and ask questions and like just take interest in our lives. And I still remember that. Like it was just amazing to me. I thought he was the coolest person. And it's it's such a small thing. Like, you know, know, it was one day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like what, you know, I, I posted about earlier on on Facebook just. It's amazing how just these small things really do. Like, you know, you always hear it's the little things, you know, it's it's the little things. Okay, yeah, I get yeah, that. But, like, then but you start <laughs> seeing it, like, actually play out, and you're like, wow, it really is yeah. the little things. Like, you know, having somebody spend time with you for a day, you know, makes mm-hmm. an impact on your life still. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah, yeah it's amazing. Yeah, things amazing. like that are really yeah. cool. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. Yeah. So (laughs) what do you think young mothers should know that they often don't? Ooh. Give me wisdom, Emily. I'm full of it. (laughs) So full of wisdom. (laughs) Um, Did you say young mothers or just mothers in general? (laughs) All mothers, but I'm thinking specifically new mothers or young mothers just because I am one. But tell me about all mothers. Hmm. What do mothers need to know that they just often don't? Or maybe a better way to say is if you could go back and talk to yourself when you just had John or he was little and tell yourself what you needed to set you up for successful parenting. Take your time, probably. Like when I was starting out, I think I felt like I had to have it all figured out right away because if Mm -hmm. I didn't, 
I was going to like ruin these kids. Seriously. Oh, like it felt yeah. like if I didn't figure out the style of parenting I was going right, to do, you yeah. know, was I going to homeschool? Was I going to public school? Was I going to do, you know, right. was I going to vaccinate? Was I, you know, just yeah. all those big like questions that, <laughs> that really you know, important. yeah, you know, just really big things. Um, I thought I had to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I think that that caused a lot of unnecessary stress okay. and anxiety in okay. the early days and years of parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my mom, you know, I remember talking to her about homeschooling and things like that. And she said, you know, you don't have to figure it out right now. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. You <laughs> yeah, know, she's like, yeah. if you want a public or put your kids in public school for a year and just, you know, try and figure it out. That's fine. You don't have to figure it out now. You know, you can do whatever. And so, you know, I don't know if other moms have felt that, but that was something that I felt that I was like, I have to figure it out now. And another thing that I found is that it changes. So what you know, uh, what yeah. I might have decided when John was two right. doesn't work for him now at four. You right. know, you really, That's a good point. it's, it's a very, it, it's evolving constantly. Mm-hmm. It's just very, um, constantly changing. And I think that, um, moms need a lot of, um, grace, I think, mm-hmm. and just, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's a lot of people kind of talking about that, but I still feel like moms haven't really accepted it. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like there's it's all this It's much easier talk. to give grace to other yes. moms. Yeah. And be like, look, I can see your life. I can see that you didn't screw up your kid by yelling at them today. Right. But it's harder <laughs> when you're yeah, in Yeah, when you're the one, yeah. because yeah, you... Yeah, it is. And I think um, I think sometimes we don't really know what it means when people say, well, give yourself grace. And we're like, what does yeah. that mean? Like, because I don't want to say, well, I'm just going to give myself extra grace today and keep yelling at my kids or keep not doing right. what I, you know, not yeah. keeping up yeah. my house or whatever. Um, but I think that, um, yeah, I think they just need to give themselves a lot more grace in whatever way that looks like for them um and i think that they need to surround themselves with other moms i think that's That's been key for me um and surround yourself with the type of moms that have i want to say to surround yourself with the types of moms that have a similar parenting style as you which is hard for me to say because i don't tend to be like only stick with one, you know, way of thinking or one way of parenting or one way of believing, you know, whatever. But I find that for me, at least surrounding myself with people who have a similar idea of parenting, not completely the same has been very helpful because I, I have found at least that it's less likely to be filled with judgment Um, because you all are kind of on the same page and agree in a lot of ways. Um, that's not to say that you shouldn't be friends with people that have different or, you know, friends with moms that have different ideas. I know, but like, (laughs) I just, people are going to come at me. (laughs) Help. (laughs) Don't eat me. Um, no, I mean, I feel like, like there's, I just, I personally have found that being with like-minded moms Mm -hmm. and, 
um, all of that has been very helpful because I trust their opinions and I trust um, mm-hmm. that they will call me out <laughs> if I start okay. going wonky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, huh. I didn't realize how much I needed mom friends at the start like yeah. I just thought I've got my sister in seems like much I've more got... concrete advice too than just like give yourself grace that's right. kind of abstract it's hard to implement that but go yeah. get coffee with mom friend go yeah. out to the park or haul all your, your kids together and go have a wild I I just had a day down at the park with my Without friend out me right with <laughs> my kidding. other friend because I have another have friend other friends? With my friend Amanda and her kids, we were, we, we took all of the kids. So she has three and I have three. So we had six little ones with us ranging from her oldest is five. So a couple months older than John and her youngest is several months, six Mm -hmm. months. I don't know what he's at right now, but, uh, sorry, Amanda, if you hear this, (laughs) don't know if she will, but Hey, Hi, Amanda. I've heard a lot about you. Let's <laughs> right. be friends. So, um, but anyway, we we went down there and it was just chaotic. I mean, it was, <laughs> we got to the playground, this park, it's right down the road from us. There's never anyone there. There was like probably 30 kids on the <laughs> playground. I'm not kidding. Like there was this big party going on. Oh, By the time yeah. we left, there was um, three t-ball games in session. Oh. So there were cars parked everywhere. We were like trying to walk <laughs> with all our kids on like scooters and bikes through this parking lot and not get anyone run over. <laughs> and like we did it, but it was chaos. And And sometimes I'm realizing that that's what it looks like when you're a mom and you have Mm -hmm. mom friends Mm -hmm. it looks like chaotic park dates where you Mm -hmm. don't really get to talk about anything all that deep (laughs) but you still connect and you still bond and you still build a really really strong friendship you know and and just I've because of her I've joined you Mm -hmm. know a a local mom's group and things like that and just the support Mm -hmm. with everyone is is just amazing you know it's like hey I'm out of this is anyone able to drop this off you know here or hey I'm getting rid of these does anyone need this like seriously I mean there's just I'm getting rid of these rain boots does anybody need them you know just stuff like that and I just I just feel like there's been so much support there and I think that mom's really need that um because motherhood can feel very isolating isolating is that the right word yeah Yeah, i I was gonna say isolated at first and then (laughs) i can feel isolated yeah (laughs) that's a thing it is isolating It, it it really can be and um i know a lot of moms who would say the exact same thing that they just until they really started getting out and seeing that they were not alone, you know, because if you just stay in your house all day and your kids are screaming and fighting and throwing fits, you can feel like it's just you. You're like, what is wrong with me? Why, why is this happening? But when you have a group of, you know, moms who are in it with you and you go to the park together and they all say, my kids were fighting (laughs) and everyone was screaming. And I thought I didn't know what I was doing with parenting. And everybody around you says, me too. (laughs) like this is great it's just it makes you feel so much less alone you know um so yeah i don't know wonderful yeah (laughs) yay motherhood yay (laughs) come Uh, to me for advice whenever you want it i do do i i should more often 
I mean, I don't know if I specifically ask you very often, but no. I, I do watch you even before I had kids. So this is another point to make. You had three children before I had one because you were just popping them out like a machine. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was there ever any time where I specifically did or could have helped you as a mom, as a new mom, huh. when you were overwhelmed with like three brand new kids? Right. Um, I'm sure that there were times when you could have. But I didn't know to ask at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there was probably uh, a combination of like factors kind of going into that. Like mm-hmm. you might not have um, helped me at times that I needed it, but I didn't really know that I needed it. Because another thing sure, that I kind yeah. of went into this with was the idea that I was going to do it all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like... I don't think I would have even thought to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And now having three, that's really changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm much more mm-hmm. likely to ask for help these days. Good, yeah. um, because I've, al- I've, I've also realized too that like there are people out there that want to help. Like there are actually people out there that want to, they just might not know 100%, but it wasn't until I had my own that was like, Oh dude, like if if someone had just like been up to text in the middle of the night, that would have been world, you know? And I think there probably were people who I could have texted who I just didn't. Mm -hmm. And I also remember thinking back to like you, you struggle with some postpartum depression Mm -hmm. and I just, I did not but I had baby blues for some reason (laughs) I had this idea that like I had researched baby blues and postpartum depression and I knew a lot of the factors and I knew what to expect. Right. And I felt like I'd be able to handle it better because I knew what to expect, which is probably true. But for some reason in the moment, I was just like, I understand I'm feeling sad because of hormones, but I am still very sad. (laughs) And I don't know why I expected to feel less sad because I can, you know, pinpoint why, or right. I, I don't know. It was, it was a weird experience, but yeah, um, no, that's, I it. do remember like when you did have your kids, just like, I loved it. I love your kids. Yeah. So, They're so awesome. Much fun, like coming over here and, or to your, yeah. Other and, and, and we have out. our, you, you've seen, you know, we have our days where it's like, Oh, this is just not working. Yeah. You know, we try and go on a walk <laughs> up the road and everyone's yeah. crying. It's like, <laughs> what is happening? Like what, yeah. this was supposed to be nice. I know for me personally, like it's hard for me even still to ask people to come over when I like, you know, there's a lot of times where I'm like, why don't you just come over once the kids are down or, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because the extra eyes on me, so to speak is mm-hmm. like, I I'm very aware of that. And I feel like it usually causes my stress level to go up because is I feel like people are, if I think you're an awesome mom, <laughs> a little bit of both. I don't know. <laughs> But I feel no, like really there are. is, there's just having people watch me uh-huh. definitely increases it. Yeah, and, yeah. um, and I want, I want <laughs> my kids to be pleasant. Church. You know, I really like we were talking right. earlier. Yeah. I want people to come over to my house and enjoy it. You know, I don't want it to be a, <clears throat> a miserable experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also found too, that I'm, able to control whether or not it's going to be a miserable experience because more often than not, if I start letting myself get frustrated, you know, because someone's over here and the kids are acting up, it just makes them worse. (laughs) So like I really, and just, and like preparing them, Hey, you know, Ellie's going to come over tomorrow. We're going to be really Uh kind and we're going to make sure we're, you know, we do that. Like that's, 
I have found so much help in like saying ahead of time, this is what I'm expecting. Um, you know, I know you can do this. Like I know, like we're going to have friends over tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it's been, I think kids, we're, we're always so vague. I don't know. I'm rambling now, but we're, we're just so vague. Be good tomorrow. You know, be good when Ellie's here. Like, what does that mean? (laughs) You know? And then, well, you're not being good. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's just, it's, I feel like to say to our kids, when we have people in our house, we want it to be enjoyable. Like we Mm -hmm. have these conversations where, you know, and I don't know how much Evelyn understands of that or Joshua even, you know, but I talk to them and it's like, we're not going to be screaming when people are in our house. We're not going Mm -hmm. to be, you know, throwing fits, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not going to, if you get upset, that's okay, but let's talk about it Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, throwing a big fit or screaming or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. It's more concrete. It's more like, Oh, that's what it means. So now, you know, like this morning we went to the dollar store and I said, okay, what are our rules when we go in a store? And they said, no screaming. And uh, be nice to each other. And then jo- John said, if Joshua hits me, I'll come tell you. Oh. <laughs> I was like, perfect. That's exactly right. You know, like that's, 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 that's what we're going for. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Kids are just, they're the best. Aww. I mean, they really are. Like I, almost every day I get to the end of the day and I'm just like, I just want them in bed. Like I want to be done. I need a break. Like this has been too much. Yeah. But I mean, they're so worth it. You know, they're just, they're amazing. And I just love watching them get older and just growing and actually being people, little people, (laughs) you know, they're literally just little people who are learning and, and they're so excited to learn too, you know, like they, they just want to soak up everything that you are willing to share Uh with them and show them and, Yeah, it's great. That's cool. I love it. I know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Got any last questions? <laughs> 53 minutes. Ooh. So. Wow. I was thinking we could talk about or touch on postpartum depression, but I have to save, save that, that for another, another day. <laughs> Look at Aww. us. We're like, we're like podcast <laughs> girlies. Like, do it now. <laughs> I would love to talk about that, though. Yeah. That'll be... Although I don't, like, I had more anxiety than depression, oh, Okay. I feel like. But I don't know. I that's think, probably I think it, something that's not often talked about. I think often postpartum anxiety is linked or, like, lumped in with right. depression and not specifically. And it's hard to much. know, too, like, one of the things, because I have struggled with a lot of depression in the past few years, mm-hmm. but it's always been hard to know, is this postpartum <laughs> or is this just babies, life <laughs> because oh, this is hard depressed. right uh, right uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> have i always been depressed but now three kids is just bringing it out i don't know uh, always yeah. been a monster right. my child is am i really me. just a horrible person <laughs> but no we should talk about that another time that would be cool uh, all right well i think you're a fantastic mom like you I too i love your kids yeah, great. Yeah, I like my kid too. She's all right. yeah, she's all right. Yeah. She's, cute. <laughs> she's cute. She's adorable. <laughs> she's so sweet. Oh, she she's so cute. More and more. Is she? Oh, wait till next time you see her. Yeah, she talks talking so much. a lot more. 
which is so cool. Getting to hear her thoughts. Oh my gosh. So cool. Yeah. And just being able to communicate more. Like I know you did the sign language and stuff, which is communication, but just Mm -hmm. actually hearing her learn It was because she couldn't pronounce things that we did the sign language. Yeah. It was always for the purpose of communication. But even like we will watch a movie, you know, one night and the next day she'll be able to tell me things about the movie. So cool yes so cool yes seeing how much they can remember yeah yeah and like what they remember and and i'll hear yeah what sticks out to them the other day johnny he came in uh we had watched um inside out like two days before i think yeah and he he goes who is your friend who likes to play ping pong and she looks at me and goes (laughs) epiphant fall oh (gasps) wow That's adorable. Wow. And I said, is that sad? She said, sad. I figured out the sign language. It was so cute. Wow. Yeah, she's adorable. I cannot believe she's almost two. Two in September, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man. She's going to be a big sissy. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We need to wrap this up. Right. Should we just say toodles now? Toodles. Toodles. Love (laughs) y'all.